I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, Oops the Podcast, O the P, you know it, you love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. OTP. Sit next to Francis, Mm -hmm. speaking of Hemingway, you made a Hemingway reference the last episode, this is sort of like a Hemingway shirt. Do you like Ernest Hemingway? Have you read any of his books? Nope. Sadly. You might like them. I feel like I would. I feel like I would like him as a guy. I know a little bit about his, his like lifestyle and i don't know how sweet he was i think we immortalize him but i don't know how much how he was pretty grouchy dude really yeah i mean he was always in pain Mm. and he drank more than anyone we know he lived in didn't he live in cuba for a while yeah he bounced around he was always bouncing around it's so interesting how like during certain times you can go places and then other times you can't isn't that just like a crazy thing yeah i i think i yes I think a lot of men say that they love Hemingway because he was sort of seen as this manly man. Manly man. The way that I view those guys on who work on construction on the street. My friends. <laughs> my coworkers. Your co your colleagues. Uh my union mates. <laughs> uh but the the truth is that, you know, he was pretty fucked up. So there's something interesting about shot himself in the head with a shotgun. That's crazy. I didn't know that, dude. It, it, the glorification of things that like should not be glorified. Like a good example of that is like the Wolf of Wall Street. When people are like, I love that movie. I know. And then you like listen to them talk a little more, and they're like, it was just so awesome. It was so dope. I wish I could get some quaaludes. I know. And then they just like completely ignore how like sad the ending of it is, and also the fact that. <laughs> The, the hero of the movie is just a, a blatant criminal. <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. The thing about that movie that's so great is just how funny it is. No, it's, it's, just, it's, it's Leonardo it's DiCaprio movie. being hysterical. It's a very, very good movie. Jonah yeah. Hill's great too. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're like what, dude? I don't know. Right. Whatever. It's easy well, to do. Speaking of uh, wealth, <laughs> I have been hunting. I've made up my mind that I want a nice watch. Do you have one currently? I have a decent watch, an okay watch, a watch that costs less than 600 bucks. What kind of watch? It's a Shinola. Oh, from Detroit. People always ask me about Shout it. Shout out. They like my watch. And That's I tell a good them, watch. I am, I'm very fond of my Shinola, but it's the only watch that I have and I wear it every day. And What made you decide you wanted to step it up? You know what it was? It's the fact that I gave her the engagement ring. <laughs> And now she's got this sick thing. She just has a piece to show off to everybody. You know, you're going to learn this, Julio. <laughs> when you propose, right, you both get asked the story of the proposal by everybody. Mm-hmm. Tell us the story. And the story's not all that sick. It's just good, though. I asked her to marry me. It's a good story. It's not like I got some flash mob to. No, 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 but it doesn't matter. You know, do the thriller. Oh, dance so you mean okay, okay. So they want to know Times Square, the literal <laughs> proposal itself. Yeah, they ask okay. you to do that. Well, Where well, did we you went do on it? a walk, and then it? I asked her to marry me. That's it, that's kind of how simple it right, is. Right. You know, you throw in a couple details. You know me; I'm a storyteller. 
So I throw in the details. A raconteur. Early flight, I was a little bleary-eyed, and all these things had to go correctly. Um, I was racing against the clock. Yeah, exactly. She was stressed. She couldn't believe that I was asking her to go on a walk. I mean, how, how crazy is that? I looked the guy in the eye, and I said, Buster, I need to get on that flight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people ask you the story, and you tell it, and it gets a little annoying. I don't know. It's fine. And uh, the thing, though, is that whenever she tells the story, inevitably, it ends with them saying, can I see the ring? Mm-hmm. And then she gets to go like this. And then Francis's turn is over. And people swoon. No, no, <laughs> I don't even get to do that. I don't have anything to show for the story. But you got it. So therefore, you do have something. Yeah, nobody, eh, nobody gives a shit about my part. That's true. I, she is a visual aid. She has the the gasp inducer. She's the Vanna White. Yeah, she's got. She's the the uh, sort of the prosecuting attorney who <laughs> is questioning the witness and says, "Where were you on the night of this?" And they say, "Well, I was at the TCBY getting frozen yogurt." And then I say, "Well, explain this. Please bring <laughs> uh, evidence bag number well, DC four fourteen. I'd like to uh, call so and so to the stand. Yeah. Everyone's like, <gasps> and then you have this blown up picture of like a bloody scalp with a <laughs> TCBY yogurt spoon mixed into the hair. And uh, so, you know, wow, I actually did that better than I thought I would. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect. And where's the only that... restaurant in North America that carries those spoons? <laughs> that would be TCBY treats, sir. <laughs> I didn't expect that's it, Your Honor. My bit to work out as to yeah, tie to come around as, as well as it did. Ryan was proud Full of circle. me. Um, okay. Anyway, the point is, uh, she's got the the bloody TCBY spoon on her hand, and everyone loves that. And I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to whip out my credit card statement and be like, "Well, see." So this is literally the reason why you decided you needed a new watch. Like it's what gave you the idea. I'm just wondering. Um. Do you know what you know what another thing of it is, Julio? What? Uh, I was able to save for the engagement ring more quickly than I thought I would be able to. It just required me being a little bit kind of mindful of my yeah. spending and and also, um, also of of my saving. Yeah, and um, I realized that. It's a lot easier to save money for really nice things if you're just if you have something in mind. That I, dude, I find that to be true. I I want to set the record straight on that. If you put your mind to a thing that you want to spend money on, yeah, it's remarkable how you can really manifest it. Yeah, exactly. So that made me realize, well, this is this is within reach for me. Um, and I also think it's a testament to you know the fact that the pod is doing well. Uh, I've had some good work things happen lately and I, I don't know. It's just something that I decided I wanted. Right. Um, and even though I told, I told myself, don't crave, don't crave. (laughs) Um, here we are. I see a watch as something to crave, dude. Yeah. I see a watch as something that could remind me of progress in my life. It's a, it's there. You see it every day. It's on your wrist. My hope is that I will look down, take take the measure of the time, and then also say, you know what? That looks pretty nice. 
yeah. on my on my wrist. It's a just nice as, accessory. Just as the as the ring looks nice on her hand, she said to me, she keeps telling me I I look at it and I feel like a grown up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I there's a part of me that wants to feel like a grown up a little. So I do you have friends who are into watches? I because I do, and I hear a lot about watches without having that much. Knowledge. I have a I have a few. Um, I have a few, but not not close friends. Mm-hmm. You know. One of one of my best friends is a big watch guy, and he's always like trading in two and putting down X amount of money to get this new one, and like you know what I mean. He's always parlaying his watches into better watches. He's kind of like yeah, watch climbing. Um, oh, interesting. And yeah, and he loves to be like, oh, this one that I got retains value. Like, uh, what's funny actually? Brent's a big watch guy too. I almost went into Brent voice. Oh. Retains value. Retains huh. value. That's Brent. <laughs> I know Brent. I know Brent as well as I think I do. That's him right there. <laughs> um. So tell us about it, dude. What's what's the process? So, you know, there are watches are are in you know seeing an insane renaissance right now. Um, luxury watches, and as are by the way, sports cards. Are sports cards still? Yeah, okay. it's because the market has been flooded with cash. Uh, the, right. the treasury is just printing and printing and. You know, everyone's saying, "Well, that we're we're staring down inflation," and but nobody cares. Everyone just keeps spending, and they're you know stimulus stimulus checks and uh, all of that. But then on the flip side, we've had these major supply chain issues. So I I think that has affected the watch industry, mm. where steel right has been harder to come by, and the most sought after watches are the steel steel watches but correct me if i'm wrong about this a lot of these watches that we're talking about are watches that were made at one time and they don't make new ones right like they're making new ones but like this specific piece or whatever there aren't any more of them besides what's out there right or is that incorrect no they keep making new ones even of like the specific model where there's like a wait list or whatever they keep making new ones. oh yeah but the brands are very very careful about uh not producing too many because they want to retain this aura of scarcity. Yes. Because scarcity creates, you know, m- makes them hype. And that's why this gray market is so inflated. Resale, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things where if they have the means, probably Rolex has the means to, to make a bunch of these watches, right. but they don't do that. And one of the reasons they don't do it is because they're, they're a privately owned company. The Rolex is not publicly publicly traded, and publicly traded watch companies or companies that are under the banner of publicly traded jewelry companies, you know, it's in the interests of of the the, the shareholders right. for the stock to go up, and for the stock to go up, they need to see products. increase in sales. Right. So holding inventory is not right. feasible for a publicly traded company. But some of these privately family-owned companies like Audemars and, and I think Rolex are are very careful about what they put out into the market and the the quantities. So you hear these insane stories about, you know, um, there's a 20-year wait list for the GMT Master II Pepsi-colored one. That's you've probably seen Rolex. That's the, yeah. It's the blue and red I have seen it, yeah. bet face uh, or, or bezel or whatever. Um, and and then you ask, well, how, okay, so what's the process like to get one? And th- this is where I've, yeah, I'm have i at. I'm getting 
a, a feel for this process. And it's all about going to these authorized dealers. If you don't want to go to the secondary market and pay an insane markup, you go to these authorized Rolex dealers or watch stores and you develop a relationship with the salesperson. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think that means? So I've seen my boy do this. So he'll go in there and he'll start What, is he talk- bringing them fucking cake pops? No, this is what he does. His parents own a hotel. So he'll go in there and be like, oh, you know, we'd love to get like to this watch store that's like near the hotel. He'll be like, we could like help you guys get stuff in the rooms. You should talk to the da-da-da. I'll connect you. But in reality, he doesn't necessarily have a ton of like pull, but he just seems like he's the value add guy now. And maybe this is, this is someone they should know, whatever type of thing. So then you hope that when the new shit comes in that you wanted, you get a text being mm-hmm. like, we got this coming in just so you know. Do do they call upon his quid pro quo? Do they call upon him for the hotel room? So the beauty, so it's not the hotel room. So what they what they kind of want is the way that some of these bigger hotels they'll have jewelry stores in the lobby, or they'll have some kind of like promotional stuff that will lead people to this watch store since it's a high end hotel as well. But that this hotel's boutique, so they don't really do stuff like that. So he's like, maybe we can get you in the sort of like the de- the bedside pamphlet thing where like in the shopping section whatever so then what he does is he passes them off to the person who handles that which is actually there's actual value there but he doesn't care if the deal happens of course he helped facilitate this connection right maybe he invites them to dinner at the restaurant where he doesn't have to pay Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and now he hopes that yeah you know right so that's really interesting that is really interesting and that's exactly what it is and i have never been in any kind of a business deal or sought something where the other side that the seller was explicitly telling me in order for me to get you one of these we have to develop a relationship that's crazy. in other words suck my dick <laughs> i've never had that you think about this would Do- you suck his dick to get one mm. if you didn't have to pay if for a free watch, yeah, those things gotta be at least twenty k, right? More, I would, much more. A ri- I would do like a Richard meal, like the one that those, Nadal wears. Those start no, but the Nadal one's like five hundred k. That's there. what I'm saying. That's okay. what I would do okay. it for. So you would, so, but you wouldn't do one for the one that you currently want, the Pepsi color. Not enough money. I don't know. This guy's dick probably didn't. I don't think it would be that nice. So you'd rather spend the money than just suck this guy's dick for like yeah, three y- minutes? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I just don't think I watch. I don't know. Twenty five k. It's like a well, life. this is on the this is on the resale market. On the resale it market. retails for like nine something. Oh, cool. Interesting. Interesting. Um. So okay. So my point being, right? Mm-hmm. Think about this. Think about the relationships where there was a, a status divide, and you wanted something from somebody. What for me, the obvious one is a doorman at a nightclub, yes, like right. a night venue. Which you navigated through that quite well, it sounds like. Yeah, but that that's all you, you that's all just playing the game, right? And so back then, you know, you would spend time talking to these people and you'd get to know their names and you'd shake their hand every time you came to their place and eventually they get to know you and they think like, Oh, I've seen this guy, he always has a good time, he always says hi to me. He tips the bartenders well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he greases me with a $20 bill every time he comes in. Now now he's like a priority customer, right. right? But those people, when you showed up the first time at the nightclub and you said, hey, I want to come in, they didn't say, that's going to require us developing a relationship. 
<laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. How formally introduced that piece well, was. I've insane. never I've never had someone straight up like I guess pull back the curtain and be like, You're gonna have to pretend to be my friend for a long time before yeah. I get you this watch. You're like, do you want tickets to the stand? Yeah. Well, so so then you start thinking, what, what do, do I, I have? have? To offer, right. Okay. So for me, it's taking someone out for a round of golf at my club. Oh, that's good. Which is a nice turkey leg. People like that. It's a nice offering. Uh, it's if somehow miraculously they're a fan of alternate side parking. Okay. Right. And I can be like, well, yeah, I do that. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. Huh? Now we're friends. Right. Um, or third, what if maybe they're a big fan of Nuts.com? Nuts.com. <laughs> I can get you an incredible sampler bag. We happen to know them. They sponsor our podcast. What's your podcast, you say? Oh, it's Oops, the podcast. And yes, we do. We are presented by Nuts.com. Nuts.com is the best kept secret of savvy snackers across the country. Talk. I mean, dude, talk about just a delicious fucking Rolodex of every kind of deli- of every kind of snack. They have they every snack. It it almost sounds overwhelming, but I I promise they make it easier for you. Uh, if you know what you want, you can go onto their website and find it. If not, just take a look there. You'll find anything you want. It's a very nice thing to stock your pantry with. Four thousand products to choose from: delicious, healthy kid and family friendly snacks too, like dried strawberries, custom trail mix, all sorts of decadent nut combinations. Um, there's something for everybody at nuts.com. It's not just nuts. It's every kind of snack you could ever want. Mm-hmm. Um, so new nuts.com customers get free shipping on your first order. When you text oops to 64,000. So it takes oops to six, four, zero, zero, zero to get free shipping on your first order from nuts.com. That's oops to 64,000 terms apply available at nuts.com slash terms. Nice. Okay. Back to our list. All right. So <laughs> you think about what, what you have, what do offer. you have? And you know, I guess charm is certainly not going to be enough. Charm's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it on a watch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I, I walked in there into this store on a whim, thinking I'm going to start this process. I want to get my name on the wait list. This was the Audemars store. Okay. And uh, I was wearing, um, I was wearing a, yellow i was wearing yellow bird dog shorts like <laughs> like bright fluorescent yellow and then a fluorescent sky blue t-shirt uh, so athletic wear with red running sneakers and they didn't even want to let me in really? understandably did i don't, I don't ring the bell i look like sorbet i don't look like i'm a serious customer yeah but dude you could also look like one of those guys like sometimes guys who look like that look like the real deal also yeah true you never really you don't really know true so but that is funny. <laughs> so the, the security guard looked at me. They kept me in the antechamber, right? Between the first door and the oh, second yeah. <laughs> door for uh, for 15 minutes because I didn't have an appointment. And she said, if we could, you know, you got to make an appointment. It's I like said, uncut gems. Yeah, exactly. So stuck in fucking limbo. So they eventually they let me in this lovely guy. You know, he, he's available and he was great. They weren't. They, they they gave me the time of day, and they were not super judgmental. They did not pretty woman me, mm-hmm. you know. It's good. And he sat me down. He he talked me through the watches, the process. He let me try on a couple that they had, but not for sale. Just you know whatever. And then he he told me. He said this. I said, how long does it take? And he goes, well, there's no timeline. It's about developing a relationship. And we'll see how we go. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, the more that they like you, the quicker you get your watch. Right. And so, you know, once that was impressed upon me, I started becoming Mr. Comedian Man. Okay. And I start cracking jokes about the outfit I'm wearing, and I start trying to be this kind of like bumbling fool, lovable fool. Mr. Bean. This clown character in running shoes, like... You know, I've had my heart set on one of these watches. If I'd obviously, I know I'm not worthy. That's why I wore this outfit. If I'd known I was coming in here today, I would have dressed up a little more. And I, I can hear myself becoming this sort of sycophantic, needy projection of mm. myself. And I walked out feeling kind of dirty, <laughs> but I also walked out thinking. Oh, I feel I feel, I feel like I'm closer to the watch now, dude. What about this? Could you theoretically like buy an available one from him to show that you're the real deal? Just knowing that when yours becomes available, you're just going to trade it in and then pay the difference for the new one or whatever. It's it's possible, but I don't even know. First of all, the reason that the watch I want from them is so back ordered, is so waitlisted, is because it's their cheapest one. Oh, okay. So the stainless steel ones are the cheapest. And from there they go into their gold and their platinum watches or whatever. And that's when you start to get yeah. into like fifty, hundred thousand. So dude, so, so I couldn't afford dude, to. Dude, I'm do gonna that. hook you up. My my boy is a big Audemars guy and he no he like has a bunch of them. I I should connect you guys. Interesting. And he definitely has like a connection and he would he's very helpful. Well, too. there you go. Like, see, see, this is how things get given. Yeah. I don't like, I think I'm sure you have it all settled up on your own. I'm not suggesting that I can add any hair and value, well, the, but he, this guy does know a lot. Of, uh, know, he yeah. knows the ins and outs. The, the tricky thing I'm facing right now is when I told you that I have, I can, I can afford a watch. It's probably more the Rolex. The Audemars. I got it. Goes little, up. Yeah, by a couple of multiples. Okay, okay. but I whatever. I, no, listen, I want to talk to him, dude. I have a funny virtual thing unfolding too. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, and I know that. Can, can I ask you a question before you do that? Yeah. What would you use? What are the things that you would be able to uh, use to offer in 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 that same position if you were if you were you know do, developing a relationship with someone? So if my only so I, I think that what would happen is as I was sitting there, I would realize very quickly that I have nothing to offer. <laughs> like yeah, but you have the same shit I do. It's comedy. I don't think I do. It's, it's I don't comedy a, and it's so I don't have a golf podcasting. course. Like well, maybe the only one. Like like maybe maybe somehow if if this person happens to care that I do comedy, like I I have the feeling that somebody who's working at a store like that who like runs the store like doesn't really care that much about comedy mm. is what my guess would be. Right. Who knows? Maybe they would be impressed. They'd be like, oh look, this guy like has like a good Instagram or something. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he would say that. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? Like maybe, like maybe, I guess I would give that a shot. I don't think it would work. I think what would end up happening is I would try to find different avenues where I could get some kind of advantage. One of them being, like you said, posting, I would ask people I know who know about watches, what they can do. Yeah. See, um, but besides that, like, I, I don't know how much leverage I have. Do you think, is there something that I'm missing that you can think of? No. I, well, I think I think you are incredibly charming. I'd be like, does your kid go to Wesleyan? <laughs> <laughs> does he want to? Yeah, mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah. That can, but thank you. That's very, no, that's I, very I nice. think, I think charm is, is such an asset for you that uh, you would be able to find a way to, to use that. 
And, and Chris, and I appreciate that. That's very kind. Chris just was making tennis stroke gestures. Yeah. I guess I could offer up tennis lessons. Though, to be honest, I'd prefer not to have to do that. The amount of tennis lessons it would take to get a Rolex would just be like pretty outrageous. Yeah. I could tell you how many. It would literally take a hundred. A hundred tennis lessons. If the tennis <laughs> lessons are a hundred dollars an hour, I'd have to give a hundred tennis lessons. It's too many tennis lessons. I love lessons. it. Um, <clears throat> One I, week for two years. I, too many. I, I, that's, I, that is the end of that. Um, I though I did have something else. I, I I I get the sense that you like me are very resourceful. Yeah. And whereas there are basically two ways to get things that are limited, that things that are hard to find in the world. One is by just having all the money in the world yeah. and being able to pay whatever to get anything. Mm-hmm. I heard a story once about Kevin Hart, where. Uh, he was on the road in Boston, I don't know, playing some theater, maybe an arena, and someone, I can't even remember which comic, was opening for him. Afterwards, they went back to his hotel to hang, and Kevin said, do you want to play video games? PlayStation or whatever. And the guy was like, yeah, that'd be sick. And he was like, well, we don't have a PlayStation. Kevin goes, that's okay. And he texted one of his guys who was like, in the next room over and was like we want a playstation and we want 10 games go and it was like midnight in boston and the guy returned with a brand new like ps4 or whatever the newest one that had just come out was hard to find and like 20 games within an hour you gotta hit up Mass Pike Miles, dude. We're yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Miles, what's good? <laughs> but but it's like you know, in your mind, where on earth is he getting that from? Yeah, that's crazy. A, an unwrapped, un brand new, you know, and and it's just like, well, if you've got twenty thousand dollars of cash. Or whatever the fuck it is, someone's going to be willing to sell that to you at that hour. That just makes me worry. Like, oh, life without errands sounds really stressful to me because that's how I divert from stress. Maddie Smith once said, uh, our pal comedian, she goes, yeah, any day where like I can't like think, I do admin work, mm-hmm. which makes which is funny. It's like doing like boring things like yeah. posting TikToks or whatever, whatever, whatever mm. that might mean. Doing like making a dentist appointment. If I didn't have to do any of that, dude, I don't know what the fuck I would do. The <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Going to Whole Foods, being in the aisles, yeah. loading my basket for the week is one of the most uh, sort of organizing, mind um, settling activities that I do. Totally, because yeah. like you're used to it, like you know how to do it. You don't have to figure anything out. It's, you're just doing it. It's that, and it's also you feel like you're really setting yourself up for a better week. Totally, but. Anyway, I totally. didn't mean to keep keep that combo no, no, going. It's fascinating um, stuff, dude. I yeah. love it. I love it all. Um, so I know that this has happened to you before, and it's been brought to your attention. But this, I think, is the first time it's happened to me, where somebody made their dating profile with all my pictures. Oh, and dude, it's pretty funny. I posted the video. Somebody sent it to us on Instagram, um, on the Oops account, and um, sometimes I wonder <laughs> now if when this happens, is someone really trying? Or are they just like a fan, almost? So so paying just wait. homage. So it doesn't say. And once once we start going down the profile, you can you, you'll get okay. a better sense. Yeah, of that. great, great. Um, but people have had really funny. People have been like chiming in with really specific things about this, which have been really funny to see what everybody picks nice up. Nice one. On. Nice so, one. So, 
Aaron is this person's name. <laughs> A-A-R-O-N. Yes, and okay. it's just a picture that Marcus, Marcus Russell Price took of me is as the main photo. So it's interesting to see, too, which photos that people think are like, it's a cool photo, that, right? Yeah. Which It's cool to see which photos people think are like the marquee photos. Yeah, too. Like, right. So then uh, I think this must be Hinge because there's like a series of sort of like random questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it says B-side of my camera roll. And then it says, I bet you can't. And the first thing is, make the bed better, better than I can. The next picture is me on stage doing comedy. And it says, uh, a special talent of mine. And it's just him holding a mic. It's me holding a microphone, presumably doing stand-up. Oh, <laughs> that was the answer. The picture is the answer to what the special yeah. talent is? Yes. It doesn't say... It doesn't say anything. Okay. Which is actually inter- It's an interesting... Because if anybody asks... He could say something else. He's like, yeah, I speak I took a comedy at class conventions. Once. Yeah, you exactly. don't want to see me do that right now. I, I, I used to be a bar mitzvah DJ. Whatever <laughs> yeah, it's it is, like because if you said comedy, then, then you'd be like, oh, tell me, me a, a joke. Where do you perform? Exactly. They'd sniff it out. Six feet, which is my height. Interesting. Thirty-six, not far off from my age. Spiritual senior product manager, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ooh. And I'm wondering if there's any coincidence of us saying we've never been there or something. You can't. There's no way. That, no. That doesn't matter, right? <clears throat> Liberal. Guess where this photo was taken? Me and my Roger Federer hat in the Bahamas, spoiler alert, wearing my mask. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Followed by, I go crazy for the Steelers and stand up comedy. Then it's a picture of me and my boy Isam Babiose yeah. in Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by, I want someone who is genuine and authentic, can be vulnerable, can be vulnerable, vulnerable, Jesus, and can call me on my BS. Dude, are you fucking serious? None of these things are happening in your profile, pal. Okay, so so this is what I wanted to ask you before we, because I want to talk about this. There's lots to unpack here. The question I have for you is, if you were making your own Hinge profile, out for yourself dude i'd be getting slayed all the time apparently this profile's fire is it <laughs> yes a lot dude. of people are matching with this guy i have no idea actually but like i'm looking okay, at this so and i'm like, like dude, i want to bang this guy okay this is sick okay that's that's interesting you're not thinking boy he he should have done this he should have pulled out these traits of mine more should have highlighted this these photos aren't that great Nothing dude, it's it's all pictures of me looking cool in cool places doing cool things like how is this like this is dope like this, this seems like I would exactly what every single person needs in their life is me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm partially joking, but it's fun to fucking, this is a compliment. Like people are like, what do you think? Did you report it? I'm like, no, I hope this guy gets laid. Dude. That'd be me assist. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Then it says comment. If you've been here, just me in Canyonlands looking cute. Fucking dope. Then felt cute. Might delete later a picture. I believe that Chris took of me at my birthday party as the Momofuku cake has arrived. Mm, and that's the end of the profile but this is solid right dude i think it's i think it's a very good selection it's solid dude from that guy of you in fact it's so good (laughs) that it worries me (laughs) because he dove deep on you. yeah aaron good luck man i hope this isn't just some first five picks from your instagram yeah no this is a full life this is a full-on deep dive this it is it's more recent photos mostly okay which is good Mm mm-hmm um, also feels me good, makes me feel good about my sort of like curation. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Um, but anyway, dude, let us know how it goes. If you get lucky, hopefully you listen to the podcast. 
For fuck's sake, if it, you don't, it Jesus. could be. I could see this being uh, the you know a, a wink from a podcast fan, and, and and because I feel like that's happened to me before. Okay, when people have catfished me, they were they were just doing it hoping that I would say oh, okay. it would get back to me. And, that's cool. Yeah, I dig that. So okay, let me ask you now. Um, ba- the, your initial question, which I think was. I don't know, but were you saying like, has anyone ever catfished and said Francis and then just been Francis? Or? No. Okay. Okay. No, they always have a different name. Okay. That, obviously. Right? Yeah. Like that would be insane not to. I think so. And how, so, but this has happened to you before? It's happened a couple of times. And it's a similar kind of situation. Usually or was it like Tinder? Like what, what app? I would bumble oh, once wow. and hinge once, I think. Cool. Um, well, dude, Aaron, let us know how it goes, man. Good yeah, luck out there. I hope, I hope he listens. Um, dude, I saw something pretty funny that I wanted to ask you about. And Please. See what you thought. Did you see that Jeff Bezos has decided that he's sending William Captain Shatner, Kirk, yeah. Cap- Captain Kirk, into space? Yeah. Is part of that like him trying to be funny? <laughs> you know, it's pretty fucking funny. It's dude. funny. I also bet that Bezos is a huge Star Trek fan. Grew up as a Boyhood fan, and this is like his richie rich thing you know who would this be how cool would it be to send captain kirk yeah it's like it's like when richie rich hires the new york yankees to come play baseball with him pitch pitch to him in the backyard of his house or whatever it's like if i grew up one day to be rich enough i'd love to go to space with captain kirk turns out well jeff captain kirk can't afford to do that without you so (laughs) you're gonna have to finance it is that what it is well william shatner i don't know maybe maybe he can he's got to have money he probably yeah he has to, but but is it come it's maybe it's what you're talking about the wait list is fucking 20 that's it he needs to build a relationship with yeah. the space person and not only that but you know <laughs> i would also think that uh william shatner is not gonna go to space and spend whatever ungodly amount it is you know to do it with jeff bezos he's taking that uh if it's offered to him for free Right, right. Maybe he doesn't care that much. How high is going to space on your to-do list? Not not even on the list. At all? No. You're not even interested? At, climbing Everest is, is way ahead of that. Really? Yeah. Do you, is that something you plan to do? <sighs> base camp or climbing Everest? I would go to base camp first. You're you know, just two, as, it's, as, it's, as its own trip. Get the lay of the land. And then decide from having done that, do I want to commit to becoming a mountaineer, <laughs> do the training, do all the you know required uh, summits and the, the training and all that for, for a long time mm. and then come up with the whatever $75,000. Is that how much it costs? Well, the permit alone from uh, whatever Nepal I think is yeah. like. It's like thirty grand. I don't know Jeez. exactly. Ryan, I mean, can you check this for us right now? It's really high. Can can you check how? I believe base camp is eighteen thousand feet. No. Oh. Oh. Base, base camp. camp. And yeah. That I believe Everest right. is twenty nine thousand. Twenty nine something. Yeah. Twenty nine. Twenty nine change. And then you got a uh, Everest. Yeah. What is the cost of a permit for yeah. summiting? Let's get Everest, the rundown on all this. Making an, a summit bid. And then you got to pay, you know, Adventure Outfitters or one of those guiding companies, and then the Sherpas, Sherpas. and the flights, and you know, it's big. It's expensive. Big yeah. ticket for, by the way, no certainty that you're going to even be able to make a summit bid, or that you'll even survive. Yeah, yeah. 
There's so, a lot of variables. So, Ryan, before you go, just so everybody knows, Ryan, we're integrating Ryan a bit more. Do not fear. Chris is also sitting in the room with us at this exact same time in case this is people think this is the spoiler. The Chris did, in fact, move on. Yeah. He has not. So I'm stopping that conversation before it even starts. Ryan, what do you got? He did not. Um, 5,364 meters. Well, I don't know how to convert that. Do you know feet? Oh, wait. We, that's not what we were even... Yeah, we are. We know right? where base camp is. Oh, base camp. Oh, yeah, but how? what's the elevation in feet? Base camp and feet. Well, you could just... Yeah. No, he was saying meters. 17,598 feet. Okay. Nice one. Cool. Uh, and then Everest itself, the summit. Well, we know we know that. 29. Yeah. Okay. 29. Some, it? Yeah, it's 29, okay. some, 200, some, 300 something. What What is the cost of the... What is the cost of the permit to make a summit bid? That's what I'm curious about. Dude, I would climb to base camp with you. If you want to go to Tibet, eleven thousand, eleven thousand dollars per person. Yeah. yeah okay. To that's go less all the way. Than I thought, but it's still hefty. It's a lot. That's yeah. just the permit. That's the right to climb to make an effort to go yeah. up. Then you got to get all the gear and all that shit. If you wanted to go to Tibet with me afterward, I would climb base camp with you. I would go to base camp. That would be fun. It would be fun. It's a. It's a. It's it's hefty. Yeah. No. It's I like know. a nine day hike in. Crazy. And then, you know, you get to base camp. My thought was we should go perform comedy for the people who are trying to make a summit bit at base camp. That's funny as fuck. That's a great idea. What an amazing, you know, perform. Yeah, that's a great idea. For all these guys who are about to take on the scariest challenge of their lives. That's a great idea. That's really I had idea. this idea when I was at Barstool and we just never quite got it together. But, oh man, that's a great one. And then and then if you're willing to pay a little more, you then you chop her back from there to to, Sick, to, to to India or Kathmandu. whatever, yeah, Kathmandu, and then and then get home, so so that you don't have to hike nine days out, right, dude? That is a fucking hilarious idea. We should make that happen around. You know, we're they're they're making us so mate and <laughs> stew on their Bunsen burners, <laughs> and we you know we're doing bits. Lighten up, guys. Yeah, right. everyone's where, where are you from? Yeah, everyone's wearing their <laughs> yak coats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fire, dude. That's, I think that'd be I think that that'd be really fucking, cool. It's, it's a dream I've had. That's phenomenal, dude. Live from Everest Base Camp. Well, it, it fits with your <laughs> I know. travel comedy thing because we would stay in the Sherpa villages on the way. We'd get to know people. Dude, it's fully falls under the umbrella of stuff that I love to do. Yeah. Also, I would love to do that. That's one I've thought about a lot. Very, very cool. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Um, dude, so I got a flu shot. Oh, nice. Have you gotten the flu shot? I asked. I went to a dermatologist. They do not have them there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, did you mean Botox? They're like, what uh, That's fucking funny. Um, so, dude, it's funny because... 
all this vaccine talk in general, this general vaccine talk has really taught me about vaccines in general and things that I thought before that were incorrect. Now that vaccines have been brought to the forefront of conversation, it has uh, squashed these sort of bogus theories that I used to have. Mm. I used to believe that the flu shot could give you the flu, which, and that's why I never got it. <laughs> I never told anybody this. I never discussed it. Somebody, somebody may have said it once in passing and somehow I like incorporated it as gospel into my thought process. Did you think that it, 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 <laughs> Siri just chimed in just shitting on you. Going, I don't know how to respond to that, Julia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you think that it was that people were getting it to give themselves the flu or no. that it was a possible side effect? I thought that it, like the way that the COVID vaccine makes you feel like you have COVID, maybe if you get like a side of uh, a reaction, I see. I thought that, in flu land, when you got the flu shot and felt shitty, that just meant that you had gotten the flu. Even though that had never happened to me when I got the flu shot. I was just like, oh, the flu shot just gives you the flu. I believed that at the time. Do people get feel shitty after taking flu shots? It's a risk. Like with any, I guess, vaccine for okay. that kind of thing. Yeah. There's a risk of having flu-like symptoms after getting the flu shot, which didn't happen to me, by the way. It never has. Understood. But somehow I believed this stupid, incorrect thing that the flu shot could give me the flu. Thus, I never got the flu shot, which was fucking insane of me. Mm -hmm. And until this year, I believed, <laughs> which is great. Dude, sometimes you just like go through life, believe in something and you don't have the opportunity to be told you're wrong. What is the phenomenon where you don't hear about something forever and ever and ever and then out of nowhere, you you know this. I, I believe it is called the Bader meinhof something. This is so good that you know this. There are different names for it. And then out of nowhere, you learn it for the first time in your life, very, very late. You've missed the boat all these years, and then all of a sudden, you're hearing, hearing about, about it, it constantly. everywhere. Yes. I think that that um, is what, I think that's one of the things that it's called. Interesting. And do you know what the Bader-Meinhof people were? It was like some, it was some extremist, not extremist, there was some like radically liberal group who like, it was essentially like the woke people of, I believe, either the 60s or 70s, and they were like you know, like free Palestine, like whatever. And they like went and joined the PLO, but then they were sunbathing naked. And the PLO was like, guys, we like, we don't do this. Yet. Yeah. I think that's like, it was this like German. So I, I think it applies to that because once people heard of this group, they started hearing about it everywhere. I and see. now it's become a term. Ryan, what do you got? It's also referred to as the frequency illusion. Huh? I've heard that I think as well, but that's right. Cool. Love mm. it. Um, that is such a thing. Okay. Question for you. Please. I got. I didn't get into a fight, but I got into a Hillary staring at me with her jaw dropped for thirty seconds because of this. Mm. I would like you. I'm going to spell a word, and I would like you to pronounce it for us. Here's the word: F I G U R E. Oh boy, yeah, figure. Thank you. That's how I say it too. She went figure, and then just stood there staring at me. Yeah, but I knew before you told me that that was what she was going to say. I this didn't is so know, reassuring I didn't know having what, you, the wordsmith, saying figure. But I might, I might, I, I like, I almost like her pronunciation better. But like, is it, is it a tomato, tomato situation? Or is there one that's, I, I can't imagine that figure is wrong. I think she's just trying harder than we are. <laughs> I think she's just. Shots fired at Hilda. No, but, but I, I mean, she's speaking know, better than we are. Right. When she does her pronunciation, she's giving it more of a go. And we're hoping that we can say it fast enough that nobody says, hey, you didn't, you didn't 
acknowledge all the vowels. He figures. Dude, I don't. I, I find that I don't typically say shit super wrong, except a couple things, maybe. Mm. Like, I don't. Is there anything you notice where you're like, you say that like that? No. I don't think I like speak with any particular regionalism. My mom says egg instead of egg. I don't know where the fuck she got that from. So I used to say <laughs> egg, but I've I've since adjusted that. I said room, room instead of room. I think that's for another my whole life. Well, that's a mainism. Is that wrong? Room. I've heard room. Room. Do you no longer say room? I stopped because everyone called me on it, and it made me feel ashamed. It made you feel like you were you were speaking in a regional. Correct. <laughs> Dude, I feel like. Do you ever have a, a like a phrase that you've been listening to your whole life, and then one day you're like, oh, and it finally resonates, and you're like, if I just took that phrase and like really let it sink in, it would have made this easier or something. Maybe, but mm, not as much anymore. I any any well known phrase tends to be unbelievably true, and you should think about what it means. Here's an example. Yeah, we need an example. Older women know what they want. There's so much value there. Like, do you remember, did you ever have like a high school girlfriend or a college girlfriend and she told you, I want this. And you then took that as she wants that. And then two years later, she's like, I don't want that. And you're like, but you said you wanted that. And she's like, well, I changed my mind. Yeah, but why is that? I mean, an older woman. Why does it, I think that's true of everybody, no, regardless no, 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 no. of men, women, okay, boy, fine. girl, whatever. I mean, as far as romance goes. Oh, okay. an older woman is like, I want a guy who's this, this, and this, and they mean it because they're older and they know. Yes. Is that not a good example? No, no, that's <laughs> that's a fine example. That is a fine example. I think it's just you know, experience dictates knowledge. Dictate dictates knowledge, right? You. You learn more about yourself as you get older. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot more about what I want and what I like. Certainly. But unfortunately, I also fear that I have sought my comfort zone more as I've gotten older. But they say that happens. But then I'm not... You gotta keep it fresh. I'm not... expand. I'm much less likely to, to take on unknowns. You're still very adventuresome. I'm pretty adventurous for my but age. But I am I find that I am I I want what I want and I'm I'm done seeing. Mm. Not yeah. done, but I if I if I'm going to see something, it had better have a very high likelihood of blowing my socks off. Um that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So dude, to the back to the idiom thing, right? Like how good is haste makes waste? How good is that one? Haste makes waste. It's the truest fucking thing in the world. Haste makes waste. Anytime you're doing something fast, think about that shit, dude. Yeah. I just keep thinking of counterexamples to these these idioms. Like, for example? Well, I sprinted to get the ring. No, right. And that, but that's why you were so stressed. Because you knew that haste but makes waste. Is, is stress waste? I think waste in buying a ring would be that I paid way more for no, it no, than no, no, I no. should have. Waste doesn't mean you're necessarily literally wasting. It just means that by having haste, it is not done as well. Therefore, the waste. Of, while it also can make waste in general. Okay, well then... then but if, it can to buying stuff too. But then, yeah, but then if, that, if that's what you mean by waste, then the ring would be of lesser quality than what it would have been if I'd really spent my time to get it. Okay, but and let's, that may let's be say true. you got lucky. 
And but but you you spent time, and then it was done faster than you thought, which allowed you to execute your new plan. Whenever I tell anybody when I conceived of the idea of buying the ring, and then when it got to me, they can't believe how quickly I turned it around. Every man I've told. And then it be, and and that and thus why it's such a significant significant feat. Because typically haste does make waste. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, too uh, fucking funny. I mean, you know, well, what, you know what's not a waste? Life insurance. Okay. <laughs> never. That is never a waste. I love when we insert ads on each other when we're not expecting it. It's well, I, I was expecting an ad. I was just going to go with a different oh. one. <laughs> um, dude, Policy Genius. Policy Genius. Your one-stop shop for all your life insurance needs. If you decide that you are going to be hasty, you don't want to be wasty. No. You don't want to fucking end up in a ditch and not have anything left over for your loved don't ones. Don't waste your life. So that's why we suggest checking out Policy Genius. It's a great spot to to uh, it's a great marketplace to be able to compare different insurers and to get the best deal. The people who work there work for you. They do not work for any particular insurance company. They have over a dop over a dozen top insurers all in one place. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes of Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to the award-winning policy that was rated number one by Forbes Advisor. Normally, it takes some kind of medical exam. In this one, it swaps that for a simple phone call. So just head to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. If you want to get some life insurance, Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, Francis, it's nice to get it right. nice to get it right. Don't waste. Sure is. Sure is, pal. Um, oh. dude, I, I would like to address an, uh, a common fallacy and see what you have to say about this. Okay. Um, the firm handshake fallacy. Oh boy. This I, is a good one. I'm glad you're bringing this up. I find this to be a fucking fallacy. There's a balance. You don't want to be a dead, you don't want to have the dead fish handshake, but dude, anytime a dude shakes my hand too hard, I'm like, dude, you're a fucking tool. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm like, oh, cool. Look at the cool handshake, Why dude. Are you hurting me. I know, and dude. So, uh, and this is funny too. Like a friend, a friend of mine uh, stayed friendly with his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, you know these people. Too, I'll tell you after we're done. And when she started dating somebody new, they're friends. It's all good. But the guy would shake his hand really hard, and we would all make fun of him until they ended up breaking up. Like he was just like trying to prove he's the new boyfriend. Like, dude, would shake the ex boyfriend's hand really hard. hard, and he we would just like laugh, make fun of him. Did he not shake the other guy's hands that hard? He may have, but like it was, it was just funny that our friend who had dated the girl previously noticed, it. and he's he doesn't like wish he had this girl back or anything. Mm. Like it was completely based on just observing. Interesting. The situation. Some some men or some young men are taught by <laughs> their fathers that a firm handshake is important. Yeah, you know that it asserts yourself and announces you and and whatever is I guess the mark of a, a man. I don't even know, but I completely agree. If you suck so much at conversation that you need to rely on a big opener handshake. Dad. Then you're, <laughs> you're like, I've never, here. I've never walked away from meeting someone where, you know, <laughs> I wasn't able to win them back past my meager handshake. Uh, dude, it's ridiculous. With decent thoughts. It's ridiculous. It's like, dude, it's such does a, that, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Like there's no, 
the handshake over you haven't felt you need to overcompensate with a sperm handshake it, it, it's kind of like uh <laughs> i guess it's a little bit like if you're a professional wrestler and you think you need to come out to like metallica versus you know <laughs> i don't know louis armstrong right, or the spice right. girls when the reality is <laughs> what you do in the ring should serve 100 percent to win the crowd over enough well you know? said well said yeah dude uh Really it, struggled with that one. Yeah. So don't take that too literally is my advice to anybody. <laughs> you're a turkey if you're fucking squeezing too hard of that handshake. Yeah. And yeah. Francis and I will judge you when we meet you. Do you you know who always has really firm handshakes? <laughs> uh military people often have very firm handshakes. Interesting. But I almost I almost get it at that point. I, I have so dude, it. I have found that most military people that I've met have been some of the most soft spoken humble yeah nice normal um, unbelievable people are you are you in awe of military people kind of yeah i am too. i am i absolutely am it's pretty fucking cool what about people with black belts less so dude i feel like less so dude karate is just even saying not, karate just makes even. me laugh it's they're like not. the dumbest i just think of like the dojo in my town the dojo yeah, dude but, like, yeah but they're they're not black belts in calling karate. some guy sensei some fucking guy who lives down the streets they're they're black belts in taekwondo okay, or jujitsu or whatever that we i don't know i didn't even think no, karate was around anymore dude i'm telling you man i said this on an earlier episode if you really want to be blown away watch some taekwondo it's the weirdest yeah long-legged bizarre hippie yeah. shit you've ever seen yeah in your life. I, I think i think military uh black belt um what else jujitsu is cool dude military is fucking sick though helicopter pilots are up there there's a there's a handful of things where if someone if i find out that someone is that thing i it's hard for me to to stay present in the conversation just because i'm in awe of them the whole time there was rotc at my school did you guys have rotc yeah we did so it, it would blow my mind that like i'd be sitting with some fucking kid that i was in school with who had no extracurricular activities didn't have to work because his parents gave him money and he was sitting on the couch smoking a bong complaining about how much work he had to do when there's a, his his counterpart is an rotc guy who's up at 5 a.m doing military training yeah. on top of getting better grades than him yeah it's just like the the divide in quality mm-hmm. of the person's kind of like personality is crazy we, we had a couple on the lacrosse team you know you know what's interesting is that uh they didn't have ROTC on at Harvard until I, I think my senior year because, um, because that was the, those were the, my first two or three years with the last years of, uh, don't ask, don't, don't tell in the military, right. As a policy where it was like, we're oh, like, if well, as far as was, your sexual, you can, yeah, you basically right. it was like our policy towards gay military members is, don't tell anyone and don't ask about it. Right. And Harvard was like, we don't, we don't like that. Mm, as, as some, as a lot of college campuses right. did. And then once, I think it was under Obama that they repealed, don't ask, don't tell, and said, if you're gay, you can be in the military, no problem. Mm. Uh, as soon as that happened, they reinstated ROTC at, at, on campus. Oh, that's cool. And then um, a couple guys on the team did it, and the guys on our team who did it were the most uh the most impressive people on the team yeah and those kind of guys dude they don't have to say shit yeah they can just sit there and they like 
They're just like so impressive. They did. They they yeah. I mean, they weren't necessarily the best players on the team, but they had their shit together. They knew what they wanted for their lives better than anybody else. Do you know Dylan Palladino? Obviously, yeah. He, I believe his brothers. His brothers are in the are military. army rangers. Yeah, who are like they're like polyglots. I think they speak like four oh, or five right. languages or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. It's like just just incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I wish I could it is, accomplish that much. It is really stunning what the military does in terms of getting the most out of people. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um You know what? Oh, man, I feel like I always I love the outfits in the military. Sometimes I feel bad though, because they have to run in like boots and, and cargo pants. They would they would have such an easier time running in bird dog. <laughs> They would. You dirty dog. Oh, you didn't you see dirty it dog. You didn't see it coming. I don't know what I've been told. Yeah. Bird dogs. Bird dogs prove in my chafe now. Um, uh, so, yeah, we love the bird dogs. I, I would imagine military people love bird dogs, but I won't put words in their mouth. Um, I'm wearing some right now. They are the best. The, best. the pants. They got the joggers, man. The joggers are just flames. They're hard to find because they're, they're hot. They're hot to trot. Um, but I'm wearing some of the absolutely incredibly comfortable lined uh, underwear liner pants. They're trim. They're slim. They're great for fall. Uh, we love the shorts too. Birddogs.com promo, promo code, code oops. oops. What do you get, dude? Uh, one of the greatest childhood toys of all time. Q Francis. Oh, whistling football, a vortex type football. Am I dead? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, throw. did I imagine that Francis could no, do no. that? I didn't even know what you... I thought you were just asking <laughs> me to tell everyone what it was. <laughs> but yes, that's the old Vortex football, whistling football. That's what you get when you order one now. Promo code OOPS. Birddogs.com. Get your pants, get your shorts, get your joggers. Check that shit out. Should we do some emails? Please. Okay, so we had a couple of good ones that we liked. I think this one... So, so for the record, um, I think that there's a trend developing here. Like the, the emails that we tend to really like tend to be the ones that are like super unique, right? I think that's fair to say. Yes. Something just so this one really stood out to us as being hilarious. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and the the title is just pretending to be a cop to stop kids from stealing a crime. <laughs> Interesting. Great. Regarding Julio's story about doing something memorable for a young person, I was working for an electrician. I think my story was me saying that when I, while I was playing Area 51 with both guns and the kids were looking, I looked at them and said, I'm a cop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I believe that's what he's referring to. Because yeah. um, making something memorable for a young person was too uh, ambiguous. Okay, I was working for an electrician one... Dude, this, this is... Okay. I was working for an electrician one summer doing a small lighting job in a convenience store in New Jersey. I was on a ladder with one other worker behind the cash register when I saw two youngsters come in. It must have been about 13 or 14. They went straight to the back of the store, out of the clerk's eye, out of the clerk's eye line, but because I was on a ladder, I could see they were both clearly stealing treats in the back. I knew if I said something to the clerk, he would call the cops because this guy was kind of rude to my team and just seemed like a real prick. So I decided to take matters into my own hands and get off my ladder to get in their eye line on the other end of the store. As soon as one of the kids notices me... (laughs) I slowly pick up the collar on my shirt and make it look like I was whispering into a wire <laughs> <laughs> slash walkie talkie under my shirt. 
<laughs> the kids get spooked, immediately puts a few items back. He quickly goes to his friend and whispers something to him. And he starts fidgeting in another aisle and starts putting items back. Oh, my God. This is great. <laughs> One of them ends up buying a bag of chips and what I think was an attempt to throw off the stench of their original intent, which was exactly what I would have done. <laughs> I like to think this is the last time those kids tried stealing, but overall felt great being a low-grade vigilante, not looping in the cops unnecessarily. Dude, that's fucking great. Absolutely spectacular. <laughs> the fact that he realizes that that's what he would have done. <laughs> that's what I would have done. <laughs> Dude, that's just so fucking funny, man. This guy's a legend. I got nothing to add to that. I know. Actually, I do I do have something, okay. which is I have one time... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's illegal to pretend to be a police officer. I believe officer. That's, that's true. Yeah. I think it's a federal crime. Um, Crazy. So uh, one time I was right near Canal Street and I was walking behind a guy and he had a bag, a paper bag, a Dunkin' Donuts paper bag filled with, you know, probably the cup from a big iced coffee, some wrappers, all this crap in the bag. He had finished eating whatever he was eating and he just dropped the bag on the sidewalk and mm. kept walking and i'm walking behind triggering him. and there's something where you live in new york it doesn't feel like littering because you almost feel like the whole city is one big trash can <laughs> but put it this way it it would have been way worse for me if i'd been out in a meadow oh yeah and yeah, i'd yeah. seen okay. someone do that versus New York because he just dropped it on the concrete sidewalk but it's unsightly whatever and it, I wasn't in the mood that day for that kind of behavior I wasn't going to have it <laughs> so I picked it up and I walked pat behind him I caught up and I go you going to throw this away and he goes no and I go yeah you are and he goes no I'm not I don't want that and I was like you better throw it away and he goes are you a cop and I went, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And he took it and threw it away and then went on his way. How on earth are you going to get in trouble for that, dude? Like, it, wouldn't the judge be like, come on, guys. This guy's clearly a good guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are you a cop? Yes. It's not. Yeah, it's not uh, quite. I didn't lead with it. I would never have said I'm a. I wasn't thinking to say. I'm a cop. Is there anything better than confrontational Francis to the listeners? But he is just too funny, dude. <laughs> it, that is so amazing. He gave it to me. He basically said, this would be the only reason why I would follow your direction. Why I would throw this out. Dude. And I said, okay, yeah, you, you named it. <laughs> you know, let's not make this worse than it has to be. I don't want to have to take you in. Oh my God. But, dude. but, but I don't know. I mean, it's 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 very similar to that scene in <laughs> in uh, the Hangover. I, I think it's Hangover, but it might have been Hangover. No, it's Hangover One, where the they go to see um, Heather Graham because mm -hmm. Stu hooked up with her, and then Zach Galifianakis goes and talks to her young son, and he goes, "Are you my dad?" And he goes, "Yes." <laughs> Right, because now you weren't planning to lie, right? But all of a sudden, this world rolls out in front of you where your options are better. 
Dude, that's so. Does funny. that make sense? And dude, not only do you like you not only look like a cop, you sort of look like a state trooper, which is like much <laughs> scarier. Like I just picture Francis with one of those little state trooper hats, and it does make sense to me. I I, I think uh, that guy that guy's story is is better than mine. I like his move because what he's done by doing this, <laughs> it's so is funny. so smart. It's so subtle and so minimal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not some crazy, like, <laughs> I'm a cop. You right. better put that back. Right. Dude, that is fucking great. You I have I have one other time that I've lied about a, a, a credential to try to get me out of a bad situation. <laughs> what did you do? One time, I, this, I was in Florence, Italy. <laughs> I don't know why. It's funny. I've never, I don't always think of, like, okay. So, I'm in Florence, Italy. It was when I was studying abroad my junior fall. I went. I was in France, and two of my best friends were in Italy. So I went to visit them, and we were, you know, outside of a nightclub or some bullshit with a bunch of Americans, and people were super drunk. And um, you know, trouble starts brewing. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Who knows? And someone started some big guy, guy who's bigger than me, where I knew I don't want to fight this guy. Yeah starts talking crap to me and and basically being like what are you going to do about it and i very calmly in that moment said okay this is where i am required by law <laughs> to tell you that i am trained in jujitsu i you i said jujitsu and the guy was like okay and fortunately then someone else like came the whole thing dis you know that's such a risky move, bro. If he okay, I could one. What if he's like me too? Let's roll around. Uh, or I feel like tough guys think that like somehow that it, that they could possibly think that somehow that isn't something they should be scared of. Yeah, and, and it makes them want to fight you more. And he would have been absolutely <laughs> right. I would have want to get on my back. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, grab his knee. Uh, <laughs> so. I, you know, those are, I don't know why I thought of that. But. That's really funny. Dude, there's a guy who um, takes the garbage out of the garbage cans on my block. He's like a crazy guy. And I will just see the, the sidewalk littered some days and I just know it was him. That mm. He would hate that, I think. I definitely would. <laughs> That's a nightmare. That's something where I would consider waiting and watching until he did it. Right. And then... And then telling him, don't do it. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think I might try that next time. That's anarchy. Yeah. Somebody bad. just cutting open a bag of trash and. He reaches into the trash can and starts throwing it. He's a crazy guy, obviously. I, I, I didn't need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was a searcher. Just, he's just, <laughs> a he's treasure just hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. Uh, Dude, wait, sorry. I'm going to find a gold doubloon between these Dannon yogurt cups. I can sense it's closer and closer. Dude, that's ridiculous. 
Dude, I saw a, kara- a guy who said he knew karate get his bluff called once, and it was one of the cringiest moments I've ever experienced. Yeah. It was in, like, grade school. It must have been sixth grade. This kid, uh, he was, like, one of the new kids in school, too. He said he was, like, really good at karate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, don't make me use my karate on you. And this one kid was like, dude, I'll fucking beat your ass, like, karate. <laughs> so we, like, go in the schoolyard, and the kid, like, gets in this, like, lotus pose or whatever the fuck it is, and then the other guy just proceeded to whoop his fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. And I felt so bad. I was like, I was like, I can't watch this, dude. Did you go? Did you go to a school where there were, you know, circles and then people chanting "fight, fight, fight," and then that would happen? Not, n- not really. This is like one of the only. I was thinking about that. This is one of the main examples I have. And besides, there were some collective moments, which I think I've talked about this on the podcast. When my friend Ryan kissed Stephanie in the field at the last day of fourth grade, and I triumphantly said to my dad, Ryan made the move. He made the move. That yeah. was like the most, there was no like fight <laughs> two o'clock on the bleachers. Like that didn't really happen at my school. Uh, Did that happen at your school? Uh, um, no, no. I, I, I think people were so afraid of getting uh, in trouble, but mm-hmm. the, they, they would have fights, but they would meet in, in smaller groups, you know, in secret. There was a place on the train tracks in Portland, Maine, this is when I, when I went to Chevres, there were um, where where kids would, would meet from different schools and, and fight. Okay. But I never went. I was too afraid. To yeah, yeah, dude. So have you ever heard this? Do you know Tom McCaffrey? Comedian? Vaguely. He's Dude, he has one of the funniest bits I've ever heard about this. And it's it's like kind of, he's like, dude, he's like, remember like when people would be like, all right, we're going to fight like two o'clock. He's like, he's like me. He's like, I never wanted to actually fight, but I didn't want to puss out. So he's like, cause you know how they'd be like two o'clock bike racks. He's like, so I would just give a place that was really inconvenient to, to get to. He's like me and you three, 3 a.m. Christmas morning, Mount St. Helens, <laughs> me and you dude, vanity fairs, Oscars after party, yeah, the Met Gala. Yeah. Table four, <laughs> be gonna, there we're or gonna go, be dude. Square. You want to go, dude? Yeah. So funny. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> that's funny. What do you think? Let's wrap it, dude. That was fun. That's I had a, a blast today. It was the podcast. We love you all. Mm. We love you all. December first. We still do not have the specific location. We do. We do. City Winery. That's where we're I, doing it. Okay. Come to City Winery. Uh, I'll definitely have the ticket link on my website, francisellis.com. I'll have it in my link tree in my Instagram yeah, bio. You'll find it. We'll post about it. Uh, come watch us live podcast. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be a great night. Uh, we're so excited. This is our first one. We hope to, to meet many of you. Um, we love this and uh, we'll, we'll make it a really fun show. So It's going to be very fucking dope. Um, also, November 9th, New York Comedy Festival. I'm doing my... Uh, Stand up in Rwanda themed night, which I've explained in detail already. So come check that out if you're around. And then Francis, do you have any other? Yeah, I got on? Albany and Hartford, October 20th and 21st. FrancisEllis.com. Those are the funny bones. Uh, you'll get tickets, and uh, I can't wait to meet you guys. And then Richmond, Virginia, um, it's October 28th to the 30th. Also, FrancisEllis.com for tickets. At Oops the Podcast, Oops the Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending us your funny stories. Thank you very much. Goodbye.